Hello, welcome to another episode of Conversations Beyond the Pew, and I'm pretty stoked because today I was finally able, finally able to talk the city manager, the current city manager of Lincoln Park, into sitting down with me and talking a little bit about community, building community, the logistics of it, the nitty gritty, Um, and so my hope is that... uh, Anyone who's listening will find that kind of interesting. Um, not everybody gets to, to sit down with city officials and, and be like, hey, how does this actually work? Instead of, well, I'll just complain or gripe or wish the city would do something. So um, the city manager is Matt Coppler, and he will be with us for just a little more over a month. Um, how long have you been in Lincoln Park? Uh, we'll be first off. Uh, great to be with you, Kara. Thank you ah, very much. Well, thank you. Um, I've been here. It'll be four years uh, come the end of September. Four years, the end of September. Wow. All right. So, I've been here just about a year longer. I knew we were kind of close. Um, so. And you're gonna be here longer. And I'm gonna be here longer. That's right. Supposedly, I'm gonna be here longer. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about your work, because I know you came from Connecticut, and kind of what you do as a city manager. Well, uh, <laughs> that's a good question, because uh, it, there's really no good job description for a city manager, because you okay. just kind of do what has to be done. But generally, uh, I'm in, involved with doing the budgeting, personnel, scheduling, working with council, working with residents, trying to get everybody to move the same direction, okay. hopefully. Uh, <laughs> Always something easy. That just sounds, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, never easy. But uh, but mainly, uh, you know, from an 8 to 5 perspective, I'm doing a lot of budgeting work and financial work and human resource work and constituency work for council and addressing issues that come up and making sure that uh, the different departments have the resources necessary to provide the services that we provide to our residents. Nice. So you're you're like the guy. You're, you're the, the guy who makes sure that our roads get paved, Right, when they get paved. Yeah, to a certain degree. Right, make sure the the public works, make sure if we're doing something citywide, you're kind of like at the top of that structure. Yeah, yeah and again, it's it's kind of, you know, from the elected officials' perspective, I'm, I'm trying to get them to get together to make decisions on the policies and the directions of the city. And uh, at the staff level, the director level, I'm making sure they have the resources and they understand what the direction from the, the mayor and council are. And, uh, you know, working with the residents to make sure they understand those things, you know, the directions we're going and and getting their feedback and trying to funnel that up and down to make sure that we're doing the things that uh, they're expecting of us. Cool. Um, So I'm kind of curious um, when we're, I was trying to think of maybe the highs and the lows uh, of the job. Like, what are those things that you find are really difficult about it? And then what are the things that you absolutely love? Well, the, the, the things I absolutely do not love are when the, the simple things are made difficult. And, and ah. a lot of things that we do are very simple. And, okay. And unfortunately, you know, people tend not to like the simplicity of things, and they try to make them a little bit more complicated, and it, it prevents mm-hmm. us moving forward on things that, uh, you know, financially we have the wherewithal to do, the will to do it. Yeah. But there's always, you know, people that, that don't want to see it get done or are not committed as everyone else. And, 
And, and that's really the frustrating part in any community I've ever been in is that, that you can see the end, everybody can vision it, they're ready to move forward with it, mm-hmm. but it just there's just not smart things keeping you from getting there. And, yeah. and that's, that's frustrating. I, I think the highs of the job really come from, you know, one, you know, I say this and people, I don't know if, if they think I'm joking about it, but okay. I really love working with people. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like to, to get together and talk about what the issues mm-hmm. are you know, and to talk about what are the solutions. Yeah. And, and then when you can actually get a bunch of people in the room mm-hmm. and say, okay, this is where we're going, and then get the resources, getting, you know, working with everyone to get those resources, and then actually, you know, maybe not achieving, because a lot of things that we do are not going to be achieved till 10, 20 years down the road. Right. Let's start the movement. Mm-hmm. And, and I think those are the things, and when I look back at different communities, that's that's what I look at as the high. It's it's just no. it's incredible, helping people realize something that they haven't been able to do in many years, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we're doing it. Nice. So, um, what do you think it takes from a city manager's perspective to build a community? Um, you can go anywhere you want with that one. Well, first off, you can't have a life. You can't have a life? Okay, a life. so this sounds a lot like being a pastor. <laughs> like, there is no life. No. Okay, all right. No, just, just joking. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think from, from a city manager's perspective, you, you have to have a, a long-range vision of where you're going. Okay. Because there's, you know, in, in any, you know, a good example, when I was in Connecticut, uh, we were working on a riverfront project, and the riverfront project mm. wasn't only just putting walking trails and piers and all these things for the riverfront. Yeah. But they were also, you know, adding housing to the riverfront and having a train station and businesses. I mean, oh, there, was, wow. nice. there, was, there was a lot to it, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, all those things don't happen overnight. Right. And, and I think what, what kind of bound up that, that particular town was they were trying to get everything to happen at once. Uh. And so you kind of take a step back and, and make sure they understand the long-range goal. It's, let's all be you know, in buying in what that means because, you know, right. that could mean a lot of bad things as well because, you know, when yeah. you get development, a lot more traffic, a mm-hmm. lot more people, and, you know, a quiet neighborhood all of a sudden is not a quiet neighborhood. So we have to start right. thinking about how we're going to deal with those issues. You know, are the roads sufficient? So mm-hmm. we know that's 10 years away. We have to start redoing the roads today so when we get there. Um, but the point being that you have to understand where you're going and understanding that, that you don't get there by just getting there. You have to do a lot of things in advance of that. And and I think that's where, you know, as, as a city manager, you have to be committed to doing those things yeah. because if you're not doing them, nobody else is. Right. And, and I think that's what gets communities in trouble is they just, they want that. They want mm-hmm. it now. And you don't have enough money and you don't have enough people and will to do all those things all at once. So it's... A long way down the road, but understanding, yeah. you know, what the milestones are along the way and, and starting to, as they say, you know, taking a bite of the elephant, not trying to swallow the whole elephant you have to eat. Right. Just take a bite. Yeah. I think I saw that. Um, I've lived in two places where um, the community was completely um, revitalized and made something new. One was Nashville, uh-huh. which... I lived in Nashville when there are areas of Nashville where you could probably buy a house for 50000 and now they're 800000 And I lived in, in Kentucky in a place where that all of a sudden there's all this building, but it's because they were taking all of these 
small little steps. Like there would be something where, you know, first they had to knock down the houses or the, knock down some buildings. And then it was, well, we're going to put one park here and here's what the park's going to look like before. So it is kind of interesting to think about all the tiny little steps that go into actually making the bigger thing happen. Yeah, and, and any one of those steps, if not, you know, focused on properly and not attended to, could stop the progress because, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in large development pro projects, sometimes it gets held up because you can't buy one piece of land. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so, right. but, but, you know, had they spent more time with that owner, had mm -hmm. they done some things because, you know, that owner now was upset with the, the city because they did something to them, yeah. it, it could have been a different different results, but uh, yeah. you know, people forget that. Yeah. What have you seen throughout your years has been the biggest roadblock to that community building? Is it the relational, kind of what you're saying with uh, with making sure, okay, if there's a development that's going to happen, we've got to make sure we have all the relationships in place? I, it, yes, absolutely. And, and I, w I would kind of maybe add this to it, that, mm -hmm. that communities are... are are like humans in mm -hmm. many ways. And one way they're very similar is that, you know, you, you don't teach, uh, for the most part, you don't teach trigonometry to a fourth grader, right? Right. Because you yeah. have to build upon their knowledge base so they can understand the concepts that are later on. Mm -hmm. And when you're building a community, that's that's how you have to look at it. You have to say, okay, okay this, this community, you know, hasn't reached the maturity level yet to be able to understand these very complex uh, zoning or or uh, community development concepts, and so to try to you know say okay we got to do this, everybody yeah. can look at you and say well why would we do that? Yeah. But a community that's a little bit more mature in that, um, you know, maybe it's beyond adolescence. You know, yeah. you say hey we're going to do this. Say yeah, we've been saying we need to do that for a year now. Mm. And so you have to make sure that the community is actually ready for what you're going to be doing. And, and if it's not there, you have to figure the ways to try to get it to understand and, and again, kind of get educated in a way so these concepts are easy to, to handle. You know, along those lines, would you then say that revitalizing is actually much harder than just building a new one? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'm thinking about um, in our area, right? We see all of the brand new construction going on around... Um, uh, south of here uh, in West Road, Brownstown, because it was all farmland. Right. And so it, it seems like, oh, wow, they're getting all the new cool stuff. But I wonder, is that because it's easier where there was nothing? Yes, a absolutely. Greenfield uh, development is a lot easier than, than hmm. Brownfield or, or, you know, uh, communities that have been there a long time. And, and I think that's, you know, the... It's, it's a double-edged sword. It's good and it's bad, I guess, is that, mm -hmm. you know, we, we are a bedroom community that's built out that, that doesn't have a lot of room for these these big developments to happen, Yeah. which which is bad because that's how you grow your tax base to be able to, to mm -hmm. do the sort of provide the services that the residents want without hiring, you know, getting their taxes higher. Yeah. Um, on, on the good side, you know, you're not going to be bringing in you know, things that are going to put 30,000 more cars on the road. Yeah. And, and so the quality of life is, at least from those those perspectives, are pretty well, you know, you know you're not going to worry about it. Mm -hmm. and so you can deal with other type of issues. You know, it's, okay, we have to figure out how to expand this road 
three more lanes. Mm-hmm. No, ours is how do we maintain that road yeah. that's two lanes now. Right, because there is no more expansion. I mean, Fort right. Street is not going to get another lane. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we say that, and then, then they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you see as some cool things other cities are doing, not just uh, necessarily in this region, but even um, across the U.S.? Um, what are some things that they are doing to build their communities up? Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's it's. I, I kind of look at the community I'm in, I'm in, and say, okay, mm-hmm. what what are the issues that we're facing, and then kind of benchmark other communities that have similar or, or have been through similar types. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, everything I'm about to say is yep. more directed at some of the the areas of 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 weakness that we have right now, not necessarily the glamorous things. Because you know, yeah. we were talking a little bit before we turned on the the microphone. Uh, you know, about uh, food trucks and communities right. and all that. And, and you know, those are all really good things. And maybe someday here in Lincoln Park, we'll have that all figured out and we'll be able to do that. But, you right. know, what what I've been trying to spend a lot of my time on is looking at the community issues we have. And, and you know, you've been a part of that as well, looking mm-hmm. at, at how do we provide quality education for our, our, our children? Right. How do we make a safer environment for them and for the residents? And, and, and so those are the type of things that, that I kind of look around and say, okay, you know, we, we have a, a high number of overdoses on opioids here. Right. Uh, highest by percentage in, uh, in this entire yeah. state of Michigan. And, yeah. and you know, we're, we're coping with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what we're doing. And, and, you know, our police department was recently recognized for the highest number of saves in the Down River. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a great thing because our, our officers do a phenomenal job. Uh, Chief Waters has made it, you know, a point that, that, you know, to hire people that care about the community, that want to go out and save lives. Yeah. Um, but the other side of that, and we've talked about it, is that, well, you know, in the end, there's a lot of people that are overdosing, and that's not a good thing. Right. Um, and, and, you know, you start looking at the community uh, situation, you know, why why are people turning to that? You know, is it mm-hmm. mental health? Is it they don't have opportunities? I mean, what what are all those different reasons why you know someone would turn to that? And there's sure. going to be some things that we're not going to be able to deal with. I mean, we're just right. not going to have the wherewithal, and it's, the state is going to have to deal with it, especially on the mental health end. Right. But but there are things that we can do to create you know safer environments, better education opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get people engaged so they're not thinking that, that you know, this is all they have, that there's yeah. something more out there. And, and so, you know, working with the different uh, organizations that, that can engage people at a larger scale, I think, are, are very important. So those are the kind of things that I'm looking at, you know, in across the United States is how, mm-hmm. how does non-government entities get involved with, with the government to right. start providing resources that they themselves don't have to try to change that trajectory and, and give children hope that that if they're coming from a bad circumstance, that doesn't mean their life has to be that way. Right. Well, and it, it really does take all of us. Um, so Matt and I have been in many conversations around that, uh, that it takes all of the entities, whether it's uh, nonprofit, civil, business, I mean, just all kinds of entities to come together and actually get on the same page as to what we're doing, because only then will transformation truly take off, especially when we're talking very difficult things like the opiate epidemic and um, some of the other, like, safety uh, things that we face, education around here. Right. 
Well, you know, when, when you if you look at everything in a silo, there's there's not enough storage in any single silo to solve all our problems. Right. But you know, getting the the school district to work with the city, with the the churches and mm-hmm. the civic organizations and the businesses, now all of a sudden you're you're developing a capacity that, you know, as I said earlier, it's it's really great to see people work together to achieve a goal. Absolutely. And and that's really what what I think you know is going to it's going to take to get us to be able to turn the corner and and mm-hmm. I think until we we really wrestle with those decisions and start mm-hmm. making that change it's going to be difficult to do some of those other you know more advanced things more mature things for our community mm-hmm. um, that you know others around us have been able to do uh, yeah you know again there really is not a lot different between us and a Brownstown or a Ferndale or you know Name your any of your city you want to name that that you might think is doing really well. Okay. There there isn't a difference. The only mm-hmm. true difference mm-hmm. is that they made a decision at some point to uh. change where they were going, and they said this is where we're going to be going. And I think, you know, looking at our elected officials here on, on you know the mayor and the council, I, I think they have that vision. Yeah. And we're starting to put that together, but but you know it's really bringing all the participants together mm-hmm. and and showing the will to change. That's what still is missing. Yeah. The will as a whole to yes. change. Um, so since your time is coming to an end in Lincoln Park, what has been uh, something that you've really enjoyed about Lincoln Park? I, well, I, I go back to what I, I think I said earlier. It's, it's yeah. working with everyone. Um, yeah. You know, it's, you know, unfortunately, my office is kind of the last resort. So most people that mm-hmm. are coming to my office are not happy. About something that's gone on. Right. But Why hasn't my street been yeah, whatever? Why hasn't been plowed? Why hasn't trash been picked up? And, right. and and you know, I can I can understand, you know, if you're you're coming from a hard day's work and you know, you've mm-hmm. had a lot of issues and you know, you go home and your your trash container is in the middle of the driveway for the third time after you've asked them not to do it. That that's an issue and I understand that issue and right. and I understand why why you're not happy about that. Yeah. Um and, and so I, I think I, I understand that I, we deal with it, we try to address it. Um, but I think it's, you know, forgetting those type of things, you know, working with the people, solving the problems that are coming up. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's the one thing that I always take away from any community is, is that, it, you know, the residents that, that wanted to see change in their community, wanted to do things to make it a better community. Um, you know, I can't remember if you were a part of that. Uh, we had a a Earth Day uh, two years ago, I guess it was maybe three years ago now, where we planted trees in the park. Ah, yes. And, that was really cool. It, it was it was a great day. You know, there mm-hmm. was not a lot of residents. I think we had maybe 15 or 20 residents there. Yeah. And it was about a four- to five-hour project doing that. But that was really, you know, it was nice, you know, helping residents that wanted to see change in a park. Yeah. And, and trees make a big difference to parks when you don't have trees. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's those type of things that I remember, mm-hmm. you know, and I can remember those type of events in other communities that I've served in more than I can remember a lot of other things that's probably happened there. Yeah. Um, so we've often talked about this um, because of us both coming in at the same time, and one of the things that intrigued me about Lincoln Park was I felt like it had so much potential because of where it was. And so um, what are the things that you've seen of that potential start to take come into being, start to develop? Well, I, you know, I, I look at uh, 
So I'll, I'll kind of go a couple different directions with this real quick. So one, uh, internally, uh, the police department, I think, is a good example where, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the chief, uh, Chief Waters, uh, took over uh, just a little bit before I arrived, I think, earlier in the year. Yeah. So he's been there just a little bit longer than myself. Okay. But one of his priorities is really engaging in, in the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember exactly at what point it was within the first year he said, you know, I want to create a community policing officer. Yes. And, you know, at the time we are trying to, to get as many officers hired, get them on the road and deal with some safety issues. But he, mm-hmm. he made such a compelling rationale why that would actually reduce the need of officers down the road. Yes. And... Yeah. And, you know, watching that position grow and watching it, how it's impacted the community. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, as, as you're well aware, working with Rotary, we, we right. partner with their COPS Care Program, which is part of the community policing. And, and you know, they've been able to engage a portion of, uh, a large portion, of, well, they've been able to engage the whole community, don't get me wrong, but right. they've been able to engage one sector of the, the population that is very hard to engage, mm-hmm. which is our Hispanic population. Yeah. And has done it in a way that, that you know, I, I think has helped ease some of the concerns that they had early on moving into a new mm-hmm. community, uh, an established community that, that, you know, maybe people perceived not as a welcoming community at the time. Right. And, and I think that has helped open the door, you know, what, what the police department has done there has opened the door for a lot more engagement to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to be very beneficial down the road for our community. So there's there's that one. I think, uh, you know, looking at uh, the, the commitment that the mayor and council has made and, and the residents understand that needs to be made with the, the infrastructure, you know, the roads, mm-hmm. the water lines, the sewer lines. Right. We're spending a lot of money. And, and yeah. you know, honestly, it's money that should have been spent tens of years ago. Right. Um, like this should have started 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I understand how decisions get made and, and, you know, I can thankfully say that I've never been a part of that community, a community that has said while I'm there, they were just not going to spend money on infrastructure. Right. Um, Until but, it all fails. Yeah, exactly. Which is way more expensive. It, absolutely. Because, you know, it's having come from a community where we were spending on average about Every five years, somewhere between 20, 20 and $60 million, because we had these road bonds okay. and road construction. So, I mean, we were doing a lot of road construction every year. Yeah. And and I can tell you, it's a lot cheaper to, to you know, do some of the, you know, to do crack sealing. Yes. To do a mill and fill versus having to rebuild a road. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's cents on the dollar compared mm-hmm. to a reconstruction. Yeah. And, and, you know, unfortunately, that's where we're at now is we're going to be spending millions of dollars on roads that have to be totally rebuilt that, you know, 10 years ago, had they spent a lot less money on that road, right. we wouldn't be doing that. Right. And it's like it's, it's a little frustrating, but that's the job that you have. But I think, you know, there is a, a big commitment by the mayor and council to address those issues. And because of that, we're, we're, you know, been able to align our budget so we can spend, you know, prior to the, the road bond, we were doing one and a half to two million dollars of road construction a year. Okay. Actually, that money has always been there. Ah. Uh, it just wasn't being but used. But they used in it the, differently. Ah. And, and, you know, it's, when I first got, everybody was complaining about the roads. And yeah, they're okay, pretty. If we do this, we can, we can start start addressing it and, yeah. and and showing people that we're committed to doing it, it's going to open the door to do other things with mm-hmm. more money because, um, you know, I, I think there was, 
a, a loss of trust that happened over the last 10, 15 years between yeah. the residents and, and the city. And, and I think nobody trusted that the city, if the city says we're going to do this, that, that we would do it. And right. so we're starting to, to rebuild that trust, and you're seeing it now in the roads. And, and you know, we just started the uh, bond project, which is going to be a tax on everybody's property to yeah. pay for it. And, and they're seeing right away, I mean, we're doing this year, I think, $2 million um, beyond our normal $1.5 million with the roads, and we're going to spend okay. another $18 million over the next four or five years. Oh, wow. So there's going to be a lot of road construction going on. We'll get those complaints probably. <laughs> right. But, Why can't I drive down the streets anymore? Yeah. But, but I think, you know, that commitment is very important. We'll see, or the city will see the dividends from what we're doing today 10, 15 years down the road. Yeah. It's going to take a while, but, okay. but they'll see the dividends. Well, and it should be said that, you know, 10 years ago was the terrible economic recession for the country, but it really had started here four years prior to that. And so there, it's been a long yeah. downward slide. And so um, even seeing the change that's happened since I moved here, I mean, houses now aren't in foreclosure. I mean, you know, people are mowing their lawns. There seems to be this this growing sense of that things have kind of stabilized yeah. around here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so kind of uh, wrapping up, what would you like the average citizen of a city to know about what it takes to build a great city? Uh, involvement. You know, in the end, if, if mm-hmm. you have 38,000 people all, all wanting to see the community be a better place, mm-hmm doesn't mean they have to agree what that looks like okay you know they they can have different visions yeah but they have to have certain you know basic principles you know we want to save a community we want a place where we can you know have a family we want a place where our children can be safe you know some of the the very basic things that i think we all agree on yeah um and and we all work towards those again there's a lot of different ways to achieve it Mm -hmm. I, i think communities can overcome you know anything that stands in their way and and i think and looking across the United States, yeah. you know, when you see communities that, that are thriving today, that you know, we put up there on the pedestal, the Nashvilles. Right, saying, right. You know, Although I think people now complain about the traffic, but. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that's very true. Um, but, you know, you look and you understand that, that, you know, probably 10, 15, 20 years prior to that, yeah. they were struggling with the same issues that, that, you know, we as a city are struggling with. Yeah. And so we know that people working together can get us to where we want to go, but you just, you got to get people working together. All right. That's, you know, it's almost like that's for any entity. Like nothing will be successful unless we work together. Yep. It, whatever it is in our lives, whether that that's work, family, home, uh, church, city, it's like we all have to figure out how to work together, whether or not we agree with each other or not. Um, that's a good principle to live by. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an easy one, too. I mean, you know, again, you don't, you don't necessarily have to want to have dinner with everybody you work with. Right. But, you know, you already share a lot in common. I mean, there's, yeah. I think, very few people that want to see a bad community. Right, right. Like, I really hope I live in a place where it's not safe to go outside. My children can't get an education. There's no garbage pickup. Right. Yeah, yeah, most people, I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that's what they want. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if they did, then we have other questions. <laughs> um, 
The last thing I'm asking everybody is what piece of wisdom do you try to live by? I know that's a total, I know. There, well, I have a lot, but, but I, I think, you know, the, the one thing, and, and I was just talking to someone earlier today about this is that, that, you know, I, I try to treat everyone the way that I want to be treated. Mm. And, and again, be surprised how a lot of people don't live by that one rule, but right. it's one of the many that, that I like to focus on. But it's probably the one that's most important because you know when mm-hmm. when you're coming to me with with an issue, you know if it were me, I want to be heard, right. I want to be taken seriously, mm-hmm. and I want to know that that you know you'll at least try to help if you can help. Right. And and that's what I try to do when someone walks in the door with a problem. That's a pretty good one. One that uh, I think most of us need to live by. <laughs> um, well, uh, this has been great. I'm so glad you could come and sit with me for a bit uh, and chat because uh, it's been great knowing you over these last few years and trying to figure out how we as a community can come together and make it a better community. Um, I will be sorry that you will be gone. but Hopefully not forgotten. But not forgotten. <laughs> well, now this is eternal, right? That's great. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll see you around at St. Clair Shores. Uh, maybe one of the food truck rallies. Maybe at one of the food truck rallies, yes. Uh, the food truck thing has been a big thing for me of why can't we have food trucks? So that's uh, that's the little inside <laughs> joke. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, no problem. Thank you very much. Uh, and for those of you listening, may your day be well, and may you find ways to be involved with others so that we can all live in a better community.